Hello and welcome to Pray to Dick. I'm your host, Lucy Buttons, here with my co-producer, Donnell. Hello. Hello. Hey, welcome back. How was Austin? Austin was a little too fun. I had more fun than I thought I'd be. I was expecting to be extremely, well, not extremely bored. I, I was expecting to have I enjoy a lot of just apartment time or apartment complex time but it was super fun made uh, a lot of new friends and uh, now i'm thinking of moving there really yeah uh, i figured um i've been i've been doing a lot of thinking that uh it's time to lay down or some plant some roots somewhere and i don't think mm-hmm. at the very least new york city is a place where you can have you, i can definitely plant some roots here but it'll be a little bit more stifling than other places so i'm looking at areas near around the city to do a possible uh you know commute where i you know maybe there's a lake house or a rest house or another bigger house uh closer upstate and then commute into the city two three days a week or just move to a different state much like Austin, but the problem is it's Texas. So I think Texas is canceled for now for most people. So I don't think uh, uh, that's going to oh, be. So you're not thinking of moving to Austin. Well, no. Well, I'm I'm thinking of moving to Austin, but you know the, this Texas thing is 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 new and fresh, and I'm hoping that those things get turned around so it'll be an easier decision. But it's tougher to move to a place where it. Uh, you you get you can clearly see that they're not taking care of of a person a, a big percentage of the population the way that they should be. So, um, even yeah. though I'm not a woman, I'm still supportive of their causes. But yeah, yeah, that's I mean, uh, that's you need the women that you bone to be able to abort your babies. So, well, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that if I bone somebody, it, it's more of like. Uh, because there is some intention of togetherness in a possible family. But of course, it's not my body. And I wouldn't want to make any decisions about anybody's body body apart from mine. And I don't want decisions it was, about... Janelle, what? it was just a joke. I know. Uh, well, it's a bad <laughs> joke. It's a horrible joke. You know, a, I'm I a Filipino. Sure I and I like people's babies. I'm a Filipino and I like white women and usually not a hundred percent of the time the product of said union are very very pretty people that could be like models and actors and actresses so that's a retirement plan right there <laughs> but yeah that's okay, it i, I went so. to how was to, the dating in austin though um so um i did not match with a lot of people but i do have one yeah, Semi funny story. I did match with a couple of people in Austin uh, in the two weeks that I was there. Maybe I matched with like four people and I only was able to go out with two. One of the people that I matched with um, opened with like a message alluding to that, alluding to something that she knew me from before. Like her message was what like, mean? Hey, Donna, um, are you moving to Austin? And then if I so I mean because I didn't know the per or didn't recognize the person and then that message I don't think you'd send to somebody if you match with them on an app right and right so uh, started like doing the jokes a little bit of banter here and there and then it kind of 
you know, the more that we messaged each other, uh, the more that it was obvious that we, she knew me. So I was debating, I was scrambling my head. I te- actually texted a few friends uh, from Austin. If perhaps is this somebody that we hung out or met at one of the ACLs that we went to a couple of years ago, um, but none of them recognized this person, which I felt extremely bad about because this lady was super cute. Like it was a super cute blonde lady. Um, but luckily we, uh, arranged, uh, a date. We went to a few drinks at a speakeasy, uh, at my behest. Like that's my request. Cause, uh, speakeasies are something that I want to go to wherever I go. And then when we started talking, maybe the first 30 minutes, I kind of figured that it was from work, but I didn't know where from work. Uh, so I was just like doing, dropping the hints, like, yeah, like, all right. It's like, um, how's it been? How long have you been in Austin? And then it's like, uh, eventually, uh, I kind of put two and two together that we knew each other from work in New York in an office, in the office, in in my old first office. But I recognized every coworker that I have. So I boiled it down that she was the receptionist of the building oh. of my first office in the in 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 uh, in in my you never tried job to bone currently. the receptionist. Well, one, I, I know that receptionists, bartenders, and waitresses are extremely difficult to crack, but that's the thing. Uh, she she remembered me in particular, and this was six and a half years ago when it was in our first office before uh, before we moved to our second office, and now in my current job, it's we're under third headquarters now. So she recognized me because um, I was I was I was I was apparently macking on her. Like, you know, trying to be super nice, trying to hang out and stuff like that. Um, and I was very apologetic because I know that that'd be like extremely annoying for receptionists uh, that, you know, they're they're used to people being like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. Let's hang out. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, but she remembered me because she thought like, oh, it's the it's a non-creepy way of of trying to get to know a, per, a receptionist in particular. So we never went out then because if I, uh, uh, um, we did talk about it and I knew she was engaged. When she was uh, working as a receptionist, and no more. So, we had a very fun night. Mm. Of went to a couple of speakeasies, um, uh, had a, a, a cute dinner, like a cute dim sum, dim sum dinner. Went to a comedy show, um, but uh, I think um, I, I I would pat myself in the back. But maybe an hour into the conversation, I kind of already felt that. She wasn't super duper into me, uh, and she was a real estate agent, so I think she was just trying to sell me an apartment. Uh, which, which I took for my, I took for, I, 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 I used it for my advantage because I was genuinely interested in Austin real estate anyway. Sure. And I understand like Austin real estate is also, it's a tech hub. So tech hubs is usually, um, not a bargain, not a good deal, or you know, not particularly reasonable, but. You know, part of the conversation, she said, like, yeah, it's like, hey, if you, can I can I be professional for six minutes and and you know ask if you're ever gonna move to Austin, I be your real estate agent. It's like, fuck it, like, hey, show me an apartment right now. Uh, we started our day quite early. We started our day like at five o'clock. So um she showed me an apartment that was like close to perfect that I would get. And you know, I learned a lot about the area. Uh I had super fun. I remember our last con- conversation about when to kind of like ask consent for the kiss or move in for the kiss. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. 
um, I we we were from like five to like a little bit past midnight. We hung out, and I thought we had good rapport. I thought that at the end, like I was preparing the entire night. It's like, I'm going to do a move because I'm not from Austin. If, if things uh, go not my way, at least, you know, I did a good try. But if, eventually I choked. At the end, I dropped her Aww. off in her apartment. I gave her a big hug. I was trying to like hold on for uh, a second longer and see if she'll hold on for a second longer. But I didn't feel that she did. In my head, my head was saying, like, ask for consent. Ask, ask if you could kiss her. Ask if you could kiss her. I was like debating the entire night. Should I say, may I kiss you? Or I'd like your I'd like your consent for me to kiss. Something to that sort. It never came out. I choked. That was 100 percent a joke job, 100 percent okay. just me. So that um and I tried you know, to in like in some ways asking it verbally, I think is harder. I think that's fair because then like in some in one aspect like the woman might be more likely to say or just the other person might be more likely to say yes because they also don't want to verbally have to turn you down right but it's harder to ask because it's so clear whereas if you lean in and the person does and it's non-verbal it's not quite as awkward as when it's verbal yeah i i was like rerunning it in my head um like the night you know as, as i got home and i realized I wasn't decisive enough in any of my angles. If I wanted to ask her verbally, I should have. Plus, if I wanted to grab her close closer longer, I should have. Right. I that's that's the reason why, like, even if I had a chance, I I I would have lost it then because I I wasn't decisive with my move. But again, it was like uh, I was dating in a new state. Uh she was super cute. She was super cute. She was super (laughs) cute. How did it Okay, so I know how you are, and you're always counting the dollars and cents on your date. So how did that add up with a seven-hour date in Austin versus New York? Um, so it's a little different because you know, the places that we went to were quite pricey, uh, to be honest, because um, you know, they were speakeasy. So they were almost like New York price. It was like a $17 cocktail. You know, I would consider it like a $25 cocktail here. Um, and we, 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 ate, we ate and drank a lot, but, but because I was doing a house walk, so I was in Austin in a different place and I, it's not a vacation, but like a, uh, semi exploration where I'm not paying for my, for my lodging. So I, you mm-hmm. know, I wasn't paying for, uh, car rental too, cause my house swap included me using, uh, my house swaps car and like the person that was staying in my apartment could use my car. So I, I, I was using that, that as saving. So I saved a lot in those terms. So I was more than enough to, I'm more than happy I'm just to talk about the date. I'm not talking about vacation sex. I'm talking about the date. But no, the I mean, same. yeah, it's, I, I was, uh, I was playing with house money then. So I figured like, you know, I could spend a little bit more both resources and time. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just a lot more, more, it's a lot more relaxed there, a lot more slow in terms of you know, going from one place to the other, staying in a spot. You don't have to hop as often or as hard. Um, the 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 we had to space out all of our speakeasy suits because uh, I was driving, so we wanted to make sure that I was not you know drinking under the influence and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah it was that's the I hard think was, part. Yeah, that was the that was that's uh, the hard part about being somewhere else. Then you got to drive after drinking and or get you know, some kind of transportation. It's not as easy in New York. You can just take a cab from one place to the other. So that's one of the yeah, things or I like I, We were talking about it too. It's like, if you both got a little too tipsy, we'll just like, all right, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll both Uber home. I'll just have to Uber and get the car back. 
So that was a, right. the, you know, but there's a little bit more planning, but I had, you know, a great time. And, you know, just to close my Austin story off, um, I, I, you know, had a second date with like a total stranger there too. Um, uh, another cute woman, um, super Southern role. Uh, I love any form of accent. So that was, yeah, I enjoyed I don't. that. Oh, well, yeah. So she was uh, like, a, you know, a, 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 she was like a data scientist for an architecture firm. So uh, she was tangential to tech. But the 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 quirk about her, the, the, the main element that is different about her is like she had two kids. All right. So we were her kids. Yeah. So she had a five-year-old and a two-year-old, like a five-year-old daughter and two-year-old boy. And it was fun because like she was tiny, tiny. Like she was like, I didn't know where the the babies came from, but um, like she was tiny and, <laughs> and uh, such a warm and pleasant person. Uh, she's more of like, a, you know, she, she hasn't been around a lot. You know, that's the, the reason why we connected a lot because like, I have a lot of travel stories. And she said, like, I have grew up in Virginia and moved to Texas and that's about it. And uh, so that was kind of like a, a fun conversation that uh, I, I think we both dug each other and she has her children four weeks at a time, four weeks on and four weeks off. And we kind of like mm-hmm. got the joking that, all right, right now she has four, like, uh, then she was going to get her kids now for four weeks. And after four weeks, so closer to the end of September, uh, um, start of October, like her husband will have, or her ex-husband will have the kids. And it's like, oh, like, I might be able to do some vacations. Like if you pop to New York, I'll definitely host you. I'll definitely take you around for a few days. So that might be a thing. She seems to be receptive, and we'll see hmm. in, uh, in in three and a half weeks. So that was was Austin she dating. white? She was white. She was a redhead. She had tattoos and really cool nails because she had like a matte black nail polish. Southern draw, a little shorter than me, so a little tiny thing. Super thin, like super thin. I was just curious because Virginia and then Texas, like maybe, you know, Southern, uh, more racism there, no? Um, Not towards you, only towards black people? (laughs) uh, Well, I get, well, it it is still Austin, right? So it is, uh, and she was in Austin. I know Austin's a little blue bubble, but I'm just curious. And her coming from Virginia, which is why I was more curious. And her husband was from the military. Fuck. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's the thing I make mean, if it's against an individual person per person. So I think she, she was a little bit more open. I didn't, you know, feel any way different in terms of like the matches itself. Um, I just like, it's awesome. There's more white people there. Um, so that was it. Um, yeah. I, everybody's so hot in Austin. Oh my God. Even like the people manning the food food stalls were like super cute but maybe it's just because that's my type my type is like the you know girl next door right. uh, americana kind of thing you know blonde or redhead kind of so it, there were just so many of those people out there so was um, there a movie when you were a child with a red-headed white lady in it that like started this fetish for you no um it wasn't a movie the first time i saw a redhead person <laughs> was x files so jillian anderson was oh, the lady? Oh, that makes was, more sense. Yeah, she was the badass, nerdy, smart. She was the one that had the gun. She was like the, like you know, and the guy yeah, was still more like her in that show. Oh, she's the, <laughs> and I still love her today. She's still amazing to this day, rocking both blonde and redhead. So that cemented my my inclination to to gotcha. said hair color. But yeah, um, I was in, so I was in Austin for two weeks. 
And I'm assuming within those two weeks, we have a a torrential downpour of updates from your multiple dates. So lay it on me. All right. I wouldn't say a torrential downpour. Oh, interesting. yeah, I kind of, you know, right before, you, right around the time you left, I mean, we recorded that episode, you were already there, right? So, like, I was really busy those two weeks going on lots of dates, lots of second dates and things like that. And um, I was tired, you know, sometimes it takes it okay. out of me and and I get bummed out with, with the guys because they're just so fucking disappointing, you know? It's like I try not, most of the time I'm not excited. Most of the time I don't even care. Um, but you know, when you start seeing someone again, then you have to really evaluate, like, is it worth investing time? Are you genuinely interested in them? Are there red flags? Those types of things. So, you know, I had that fun double header last time that we talked about, and that was great. And then um, the Peruvian architect and I tried to set up multiple times to get together before he was going out of town. And none of them worked out. And that was really frustrating. Hmm. And that actually led me to, um, there was like, uh, I think it was before, we just had a bunch of flooding this past week in New York City from Hurricane Ida. But before that, there was a different tropical storm. And it rained all day one Sunday. And that was one of the days that we were trying to get together. But he had his family in town. and It was just complicated. So um, at some point in that day, I got hit up by like three other people of like, Hey, if you want to come over later, whatever. Yeah. And like some, someone who hadn't texted me on Bumble in like months and, you know, and then I got so like bummed out that I was sitting home in this perfect fuck weather with <laughs> no hot architect to bone that I actually messaged the Irishman again, who, you know, had left a b- bad taste in my mouth after yeah. our first encounter. And all, and and then he stood me up the next day, right? And so, but he also had promised me, you know, he said, cancel your other date and go out with me. And if you're disappointed, I'll give you a thousand dollars. And then at one point, he tried to up it. He raised it, yeah, yeah. And then I went out with him, and I was disappointed. So in my mind, he owes me two thousand dollars. <laughs> Where's this two thousand dollars? I want to see this two thousand dollars. Yes. So I hit him up that day and I said, you know, we could have been fucking and having a laugh all day because he and I had a really good rapport leading up to it. Like, I didn't find him quite as attractive in person. I've been doing reaction videos of my friends looking at his horrible dick video that he sent me this night. So basically, um, I hit him up and I said that and he responded for the first time since like he kind of stopped responding because I think he knew I was still on that other date and he was mm-hmm. butthurt about it, right? He was butthurt he about responded. you going on other people. I, not other people, but go because I was left like having sex with him and went on the date with the architect and then unbeknownst to him, I I slept with that guy too. But that's <laughs> really out of character for me. Um, but I, you know, he was like texting me that night and the next morning and then I called him and then he didn't call me back and then he kind of stood me up. So, um, but I felt like, I don't know, we had a vibe. And once you fuck somebody, if you just want to fuck, like, it's easier to fuck them again than to find someone new to fuck. And even though his dick wasn't impressive, like, I didn't have a terrible time. I just didn't like how he reacted afterwards. But whatever. It was a rainy day. Shit happens. (laughs) I'm not proud of it. Um, So I hit him up. And we started chatting. And he called me. He apologized. He admitted it was his ego in the way. 
And so we're talking a little bit more and I called him out and I said, you know, you owe me $2,000. And he's like, you're right. He's like, not a, he's like, you know, I'll do it, but not a penny over. And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and so I was like, okay, so we kind of like made up and then we're still FaceTiming. And then he fucking tried to have like FaceTime sex with me. And he was okay. like playing with himself and he started showing, no, not okay. No, I like, mean, it's like a got- dude, dude, it's a dude move. Oh, dudes are so boring. So he tries to, and I was like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Like, I'm going to go. This is not like, you just, you know, we just talked again. Like, get the fuck out of here. So I hang up and then he sends me a dick video. And it wasn't even like a good dick video. Like nothing happened in it. it the camera moves all around. So you get like, it's just weird. So anyway, just, like, I took a video I, of his dick, not even like stroking or anything. First, it was like in his underwear. And he's like, like acknowledging the like boner bulge and then he sort of pulls his underwear down and he strokes a couple times like in a mirror and then that was like it and you know he's the one with the foreskin so it was like peekaboo <laughs> and then that was it so it was not a very impressive video it was like 21 seconds and so I just thought it was so ridiculous and I was like what the fuck dude I just told you I didn't want to see your dick you promised me you weren't going to send me dick pics when we exchanged picture or pictures a couple weeks earlier he was like let's do one for one i was like okay but don't send me a dick pic and he was like i'm a gentleman you know and now he fucking sends it when i don't even ask for it we're not doing it and i just hung up the phone with him so i was just like annoyed by him i was annoyed (laughs) that he did that so then i go to the gym a couple days later and i tell our friend kendra about it and she's laughing we're like on the elliptical you know exchanging our dating stories like we do and I said, do you want to see it? <laughs> the dick said, video. Yeah, Not you know, even a dick pic. It's a dick video. Dick video. Because it was just like, why the fuck is he sending me this? Dick and vid. Guys, by the way. It's a dick vid. Send, it's a dick vid. If you send your shit out, especially unsolicited, we have every right to show it to anybody. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So I don't ever send naked videos. But like, you know, you don't know what's happening with that shit after. And so, and I said that to him and he was like, I deleted it. I said, no, you didn't. You sent it to me. I now have it. I can do whatever I want with it. So anyway, I asked Kendra if she wanted to see it. And she was like, yeah, I do. I said, are you sure? Because Kendra, you know, only really dates black guys these days. Mm-hmm. And I said, when was the last time you saw a white penis? Because you might confuse it for kitty porn. And I don't want to <laughs> get in trouble. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So then Have you ever we seen that? Stoned. So th- I hate that TikTok or that meme where they say, if your height starts with a five, you know, don't even like swipe on me. Have you ever seen that meme? Fucking hate that. No. That's no. It, it's been going but around. I wasn't like talking TikTok. about his height. I was talking about his penis. But, but exactly. So for Kendra, it's like if your if your you know dick is under nine inches or it's not as thick as a Coke can, oh. don't even. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, so anyway, so then we got stoned and we went to dinner and I showed her and this started the whole reaction video thing because all she could think about was my joke when she was watching it. So she was like cracking up. It was amazing. So now I've started a series of those on my Facebook if any of our fans want to watch them. Um, But so then I thought we would get together and he's been all over the place. He'll like hit me up randomly he doesn't come through. He tried to come over that night, and I said no because I was still expecting the architect. And then the architect oh. didn't come through. And so then 
I was like, oh, I could have gotten laid, whatever. But like, I don't really want him in my house. My house is like, I only bring serious relationships or people that I'm really close to in my house. So I don't want to do that anyway. But um, he keeps randomly texting me, right? So this is ongoing. I have not yet seen him again. And I'm a little bit like, I'm just trying to see him. I want to get laid one more time. Um, see if just so that better, you can you know. officially say that it wasn't a one night stand. No, I'm not playing your fucking rules. I don't feel bad about what happened, but there he, he, you know, I said he like aggressively finger banged me. Like he's like, I'm going to make you squirt. And I feel like, you know, that could maybe go somewhere if he could sustain that a little bit longer. So um, (laughs) I'm not against it, but his dick was not impressive, but he also like pulled up my skirt and ate my ass. Like, I'm not mad at that. So here's the funny thing though. I was at work the other day. And I was telling these stories to one of my clients that I haven't seen in a while. And she wanted to know all my dating stories, whatever. And she's like, wait, what's his first name? So I told her his first name. And she's like, is his last name? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, I think so. And she asked Ooh. me if he worked in real estate, which he does. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I know him. I said, what do you mean? She's like, oh my God, do not go out with him. She's what? like, I used to work with him when she was a bartender years ago. She hooked up with him back then. So I now have an Eskimo sister. And she, um, right. And she's my friend already. Um, She hooked up with him before she got together with her husband, but they all work together. Okay. And she was like, he's a slime bag. He dates all these women and cheats on everybody. She's like, if you actually like, we're trying to have a relationship with him, I would stand in front of your house and I would not let you like, he's that bad. She's like, but if you want to hook up with him, I don't care. But just no, yeah. I thought she was gonna tell me like he has herpes or like uh, something that I did not want to hear. But I was just kind of like, oh, okay, because you know, so I said douche, he okay. was very ego. He's a douche, and I said he was very egocentric and possessive. That was very obvious from his behavior. Lots of red flags. Um, and my therapist said the same thing. But I was just like, right now, I'm trying to get my two thousand dollars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> get laid one more time and then move on. Um, so it's really interesting. So I decided not to tell him yet because I'm trying to get in front of him a second time to get my money. And then, <laughs> and then if that doesn't work out, I'll try guilting him with the fact that I know her. But here's the other funny thing. She said that whenever he was drunk, he was kind of like hitting on the guy who became her now ex-husband. And like, Wait, he, he was? Walk up to him, you know, yeah. That like he would walk up to him when her ex-husband was like sitting at the bar in a bar stool. And like basically, you know how you can stand right against someone's thigh where like your dick is basically in their lap? That he would do that. While the the future ex-husband or future husband was gonna be there. While the the husband's sitting. Okay. Oh, so he, did it to the he was doing it to the husband. Yeah. So okay. he thought right. that he had a crush on her now ex-husband. Um, who she obviously still talks to and stuff like that. So it's just very interesting. New York is a small, disgusting place. That's, that's and the, I thought that was like, hilarious. That's such, a small, that's such a coincidence that among the people that you could fucking date and bang, it's like, ugh. But she was Irish, and so was her ex-husband. And they're all like that. Are they like, do, do they have like a strong community to hang out? <laughs> they all like bartend and stuff when they first get, I don't know, but right. yeah, I mean, I just thought that was a crazy story. 
so that was what happened with that, that I was waiting to tell you. And then the other thing was I went on a second date with the Jamaican guy who was the guy that asked for the consent to kiss me. Okay. Um, yep. So we went on a second date and you and I went to dinner to the same place the other day. So mm-hmm. uh, it was this really kind of good restaurant called Rizbo, which is like out, what would you call that neighborhood? It's uh, it's technically PLG, Prospect Lefferts Garden. Okay. So it's like kind of far out in Brooklyn. It was kind of hard for me to get to, but he said, you know, he thought I'd really like, and he goes there a lot. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I like to check out new places. So let's try it. And obviously it was good because you and I went back, but it was a really hot day. Okay. That we're going on this date. I ran home to change so that I looked nice. And I wore like, you know, a vintage, like long flowy dress. It was a risky, bold move because it was a bold dress but I looked good and I show up and the restaurant's like one of those places where you go to the counter to order they give you a little buzzer that then you come and pick up your food and it's supposed to be sort of like a co-op and same thing you Mm -hmm. go to the bar and you pick up your drinks and that's okay if I'm hanging out with you but if someone's courting me on a second date, that's a little casual for me. It's, um, it, like is, it is casual. Ca- that particular place that we went to, it's slightly elevated in a regular kind of like cafeteria style food joint. But I understand what you're saying. It's, it's still not a date. They have it's because cocktails. And yeah. it's elevated because the food was really good, mm-hmm. but it's still served in like little paper things on yep, like a metal yep. tray. And you're and sitting you're on bench go- chairs, uh, communal tables, right? So, yeah, I right. understand. Communal you're tables in the front. And that day was hot as balls and all the doors are open and there's no air conditioning. And then if you go in the backyard, I don't know if you peeked in the backyard, there's like a couple of normal tables with, with real chairs. But most of the tables are the low tables and you sit on cushions on the floor, which, again, I could see that being super fun with a bunch of friends hanging out one night. But on a second day, and when I was a child, my favorite restaurant was one where you sat on the floor. But I have now had two hip surgeries (laughs) and I'm on a date and I want to sit in a chair. I want to be served by someone, you know, uh, the running back and forth to get stuff isn't really conducive to having a good like second date and to me the second date is the one where like you try to impress the person a little bit more you obviously already met them decided you want to know them more so it just seemed like a really odd choice and so I was kind of uncomfortable sitting on the floor luckily I wore a long dress that day and I even said that to him I was like you gotta if you're gonna bring other dates here you have to warn them because if I'd worn one of my normal vintage like short dresses I could not have uh, sat Mm -hmm. there or, you know, like shorts or pants, something. You got to warn people. But more interesting to me was that motherfucker showed up in basketball shorts again. So, so first date, he had his t-shirt on. Basketball shorts. Yeah. Both dates, black t-shirt, basketball shorts, sneakers, and white, like, tube socks, like, pulled up on his ankles. What? And again, this is a Jamaican man. Basketball? And Right. I looked like I was coming from, right. I looked like I was coming from a fancy party meeting my boyfriend who like had a jog. It was so weird. And, and we talked about it a little bit, like not in a grilling way, but he just mentioned like, he doesn't really care about clothes or whatever. And I said, yeah, but like, if I'm going out with my girlfriends, like we all dress for each other. Or if I'm going to the theater, I dress out of respect to the performers. Or if I go to someone's house, I'm dressing for my host. 
And I said to him, like, I dressed for you tonight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was kind of trying to hint without being rude. Like, why aren't you dressing for me? I've worn a dress on both days. Not a lot of women wear dresses as much as I do. And like, you know, I'm very put together, even when I'm casual. So I don't know why he didn't feel like he needed to wear grown up clothes. And as a black man, I feel like, generally speaking, black men take better care of themselves than white guys. I'm not going to speak on Filipino guys. That's your department. But like, in my experience, that's been the case. So I just, I was, and you're trying to impress someone. It's so weird to me. Plus, he knows I don't like beards. And he was getting a shave the next day for his trip. But he figured, let's not do it on the day when I'm seeing me. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I just thought that was weird. Boo. No, but that's that's. So what do you make of too. that? Well, see, I, I, I respect the fact that you, you're yourself, right? But in the end... You're not going to show up in basketball shorts if you're going to go for a job interview or even even just like a meeting at your job, right? And you're if you're trying to impress somebody, at the very least, wear some pants, right? You're not okay, even wearing, you're wearing white tube socks. Come on. Well, even if they'd been regular shorts, I would have felt differently. It's just they were really like the swishy kind of whatever. It is so a jersey short, yeah. He works in tech like you and, you know, he's been working from home. He works at a computer. Even he more reason to probably, wear the big boy pants with a few times that you're out. I mean, I think so. But if you're in that lifestyle, like you, you know, the pandemic changed all of us. So I think we all got more relaxed in some ways about things. Um, but I don't know. I it, it made me feel some kind of way. And then after dinner, like we left, we went walking through the park and I really was feeling like it was just a very odd couple, the two of us like that. And then we sat down for a little bit, like right across the street from your house, actually, because by then we were right by you. And so I, we were sitting there and I was like, why are we fucking sitting here? I said, do you want to go have one more drink. And I, um, I took him to Cena, the place where we go for our margaritas all the time around mm-hmm. the corner from John L's place. Mm-hmm. And I, because I invited him there, I paid for those drinks. I'll have, you know, mm-hmm. not because I wanted to, but I didn't want to sit in the park anymore. I wanted a chair with a back and I wanted an adult date. And, you know, from the beginning, he didn't really like look at me, which he kind of did on the first day too, which I thought was shyness, but it's not. And then we sat down. He was more relaxed then. We had a nice conversation. And then when we talk about real life things, like we're kind of on the same page. And I like him more and more as the date went on. But at the same point, he's still in basketball shorts. And he definitely asked if I wanted to like walk him home, which no, I did not. I was right by my train and you fucking showed up in basketball shorts. You know what does not make my pussy wet? Basketball shorts. So like if you're trying to take me home, try harder. No, it is very disappointing because you're right. The idea of it is like you're getting to know a person. It's not like you're going to be fake about it. But the idea of it is like you have to at least show them that you showered and, you know, try to dress up. So it's, it's very disappointing that not only even the first time, particularly the first time. Right. Uh, but, you know, I don't make an effort the first time. So the first time I was like, oh, maybe he's screening me, too. But he's so big on manners. 
Like I responded to some of his text messages, maybe like the next morning. And so I didn't say good morning. I just responded to whatever was the question or comment or whatever. And he was like, good morning. I said, sorry, I don't always say that. He was like, you don't have any manners. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, fair enough. Like teach me how to treat you. I'll say it to me. It's like, if you're, if you're, um, constantly talking to someone or your friend, you don't always have to use those pleasantries for me. Yeah. But for him, he was like big on that. And when we walk down the street, he walks on the outside and he wants to hold my hand. And he's, he's like very big on manners. He says, please and thank you. And all of those things to me, it was a lack of manners to show up to a date. Like no, hundred percent. It is definitely just, um, again, whatever situation you're in, you're not going to show up in, I, I know you've gone to dates from but the gym, but you're not going to be in your gym clothes, tech, right? But he probably does go to tech meetings in those, to your point. No, 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 does. no. That's a big problem. You might be unfashionable or not stylish, but you're not, you know, basketball shorts is one of those things that is not necessarily a hard rule, but, you know, you're not like in the office, you can technically in my office, you can wear anything. But there are some kind of like soft guidelines about coming into work in yoga pants or basketball shorts or gym attire, right? You know, it's funny that you mentioned yoga pants. I really hate when women show up to work in yoga pants. I think that's not cool uh, in my workplaces. Even when I was teaching dance, you know, we had to wear dresses and stockings and heels and stuff like that. But um, now in my current workplace, some people like to, we're in Midtown and we're like fancy luxury place. Some people like to dress more downtown than midtown. And some of my coworkers have shown up in like what I think of as bike shorts, which are now fashionable for ladies to wear. I don't know why they don't look good on anybody. And so they started showing up in bike shorts with like blazers over them. And I was like, I don't, I don't care that this is on fashion Nova. Like you're at work. This is not exactly. I'm just saying like, even, even the most loose, places there are it's not necessarily a uniform it's just decorum right i'm not gonna right. be wearing like you know uh well i was gonna say flip-flops or slippers at work but you know some actually do but yeah i mean yoga pants and and gym clothes basketball shorts there's some athletic attire that it's fine like a bowling shirt right hey, that's kind of fine because it's a button down it's just like weird weird print but sure. it's different when you're you're not gonna go to work in a pajama. That's what I'm saying. Like you're not gonna go right. in magic pajama. So if you're not, there's certain respectable places that particular attires will work. And I'm sorry, I'm a dude too. I will never wear basketball shorts anywhere where I know that there's going to be some level of physical assessment that's going to be happening. I mean, if we were going to the gym or we were going hiking or even just going yeah. for a walk in the park, I might not have been as upset. But for dinner, I just was like, I was shocked. So I posted this on Facebook because I wanted to know what other people thought. Because from a moral perspective, you know, I was raised very frugally. My mother does not care about clothes at all. So my mother's the same type of way. And actually, the guy she's been dating for the last few years is the same type of way. And I kind of think on like a moral ethical level, that's good. You shouldn't judge people by their clothing. That's shallow. And to not care about clothing, which is a stupid, that's part of consumerism and capitalism and all those things. I think that's wonderful. I think that person probably has better values. But at the same time, 
it's one of life's small pleasures and joys to be able to dress nicely for another one. And for me, part of the seduction starts the way that I dress myself, do my hair, do my nails, whatever. I think of the person I'm going to see. And that's all part of the enjoyment of the evening. But also like if it is to be something of a sexual nature, it's that too. It's the beginnings of the flirtation, the same way that you and I spoke about, you know, what's sexier to take off and People think about those things. Um, I wear dresses on dates purposely because I know men love them. Um, so I don't know. And and pretty much everyone on my Facebook said that I should run from this guy. <laughs> but I kind of feel like since he said he doesn't care about clothes, I feel like if we were to date down the road, right, and he came out of the room wearing something much too casual, him not caring, I could be like, you can't wear that. Like we're going to a restaurant, go put on your gray shirt. And he would go put on his gray shirt and not care. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think most guys are like that anyway, but especially someone who doesn't care. Yeah. So the other part of me is like, long-term, does this really matter? I'm looking for a husband. I'm not looking for someone to take me out just to fancy places and be arm candy. I'm looking for someone who has shared values. And I do actually agree with that. But then is he going to yell at me when I spend too much money on pretty things? Because I think, you know, you got to find as much joy as you can. And one of the places to do that is in in dressing nicely. Yeah, and again, it's 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 all about practicality and balance. Yeah, sometimes if your joy exceeds the practicality of purchasing wardrobe, then go with the wardrobe. Um, but there are also times that, you know, a person, maybe your partner would say like, all right, you have enough dresses. Have you worn this dress yet? Uh, and then, oh my god, I would kill him. Divorce. Yeah, but but for me, in terms don't of don't question me, I'll I'll wear it when it fits. <laughs> the thing with wardrobe is it's not it's not cool. It's well, it's not about being cool. It's not about being stylish. It's about knowing where you are in the world. Like, and believe you me, I one hundred percent support not being looking disheveled or you know being uh, super messy and super comfortable but that's after you've already found your person right so so do you think i should not go out with him again no i think you should but there's a couple of more things that we need to suss out like it's one thing that he doesn't care about appearances which is you know we all we'll accept that he works in tech whatever um, kind of don't believe it, but fine. Um, the thing is, like, does he not care because he just doesn't care, or he was never taught to care, or he's lazy? Right. If he's right. Not so lazy- here's the question. One of the things. So I mean, I do kind of like him, so I could go out with him again and see because now we kind of talked about it, and I and at another time we were talking about something else, and I said, you know, I'm a little fancy, like. I don't know if I'm fancy in comparison to my friends, certainly not in comparison to like some of my coworkers, they're fancier than I am. But um, I think, you know, like I like fancy, nicer things, not all of the time, but sometimes I can do both. Right. And so I was talking about this with my sister and she had a suggestion. We've been trying to break the mold this whole pandemic time of whatever is not working in relationships, my sister and I mm-hmm. have been supporting one another. So her suggestion was that I go on the third date dressed like he dresses. <laughs> so I 
if I show up in but you wouldn't be comfortable shorts from someone no I wouldn't but I show up in basketball shorts I have a band t-shirt I can wear sneakers and white socks and I can pull them up and I'd probably have to borrow those (laughs) (laughs) and I can put my hair in a fuck knot on the top of my head and wear no makeup and would he care because if you say you don't care about clothes then you don't care how I look but if you care how I look then it's fair that I care how you show up on a date too. Now it's kind of uh, passive aggressive to do that, but it would be a very fascinating social experiment for our little podcast here. And I might get the point across. So I think it, it would be good content, but I, um, my my hunch is he'll think that you're mocking him if you do that. If he right. keeps showing up in basketball shorts, I think that's fair. So I could also I could give him the third day, and then if he does it again, I'm just going to tell him because now it's also cooling off, right? Summer's almost over, the heat is gone. So if he shows up again, it's like, come on, dude. And yeah, well, I think also I might not good, even stay for the date. It's a good test to see if he reacts. Because now you know, now he knows. So. It'll be stupid of him to not at least. But it attempt. wasn't direct. It wasn't like, why are you wearing basketball shorts? Well, exactly. You know what I mean? It which wasn't is better. like that. Which is better. It is better. It is better. Um, but I was so uncomfortable. So I don't know. Um, I obviously I got over it. But when I first got there, I felt like disrespected by it. Um, and and other women have said the same thing. So guys, if you're trying to court someone, that's, that's not the move. Okay. There was one other date that I went on. Let's do and it. And we can wrap it up. Um, there was a guy, I, I did match with a few new people. There was one that we were supposed to go out the other day during, um, hurricane Ida. He had rescheduled cause I had a sore throat, even though I'd already seen a doctor, he wanted to wait. So we waited and then there was a hurricane. It was supposed to rain. And so I said, are we still on for tonight? He's like, Oh, well it might rain later. And it ended up being a really terrible storm and New York flooded. So like, it was a good call not to do it. But at the same time, you don't cancel a date just because it's going to rain. I wore my rain boots that day. I took my umbrella. I was you, ready like to go the on the woman, date. The female should be canceling the date because of possible weather. Yeah, I was like, what? You're afraid your hair is going to get wrecked? Like, what are you You're talking about? You should fucking I thought it was so weird. No, so that's... I was like, yeah. Um, and, and, and he had the gall to say, or I can get a nice bottle of wine and you can come over here. I was like, your house on a first date? No, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is not, I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's like, that's I've, why I asked. Uh, I've used that line once or twice. <laughs> but Did it work? Once it did. Well, we had a long conversation prior. So it was kind of like. We'd had you know, no conversation. We texted yeah. a little bit. Yeah. No, fuck that. Fuck all that noise. I don't know anybody. I don't want to go to their house um to meet them for a first time and and if it's because of rain then he's fine with me getting wet and me having difficulty traveling he just wasn't fine with inconveniencing himself yeah i just thought it was like like no no i didn't like it either or at the very least it would have been like hey um you know i i'm just concerned about you in this rain you give you give the other person uh the the onus to um to Cancel the date because of Something. inclement weather. He's just showing yeah, his cards so that, that he's like happen. a sissy. <laughs> I think so too. So I'm not going out with that guy. 
But I did go out with this other guy. So we did text a lot for a couple of days. And I was really excited to meet him. And I never get excited to meet someone. He had lots of vintage things. And we had similar interests. And the conversation was fun and good, whatever. But as soon as he showed up, I was a little bit like, eh. Didn't, didn't make the pussy wet just from the start. He was just a slight man. It wasn't just that he was of a similar height to me. That's okay. But his frame and everything, he was just very slight. And I just didn't find that particularly attractive. And, you know, I don't, I, I have dated lots of really skinny guys. Um, I don't need a muscular guy. I don't need like a big dude, but I don't know. There was just something about it that was like kind of a feminine. Um, and then he started talking and his accent was so fucking weird. I hmm. wish I had recorded it because I cannot properly explain how he sounded. He's from Rochester, New York. Oh, okay. This okay. Like, I don't know if there's a Rochester accent or what I've known people from upstate, but I didn't, it didn't sound Canadian or Midwestern, you know, um, it's a New York accent, but not the, happening. not the Bronx or Brooklyn type or it's, the, Italian no, it's type. not a New York accent. It's almost like for I asked him where he was from because I thought like maybe there was some like European oh. some weird language going on. And then there was also like a little bit of a lisp to it. And I was just like, this is not hot. And I could not between his just his appearance and that I just couldn't get over it. I tried. He was an attractive man. He was nice. He was so into me. The other thing, though, is that he said he was a little intimidated by me. And that's actually not hot for me. Really? Oh, shit. Um, I, use, I, know, I use that line sometimes. Oh, I don't like it uh, for me. That's I believed him because I could see it in him, but I did not. That doesn't do it for me because I don't want like a pushover dude or someone who sees me as larger than life. You know, I want someone who's like on my level. Um, so and I know I intimidate people like I, I get that, but that's not attractive to me. And then as we're having the date, he uh, reveals, which he had not yet mentioned in all of his texting, that he's actually, I mean, he's separated and he's filed for divorce, but they're not divorced yet. So technically he's still married. Still married. Okay. Not the greatest thing. Not the greatest thing. And I'm pretty sure it says no wives on my hinge. Um, I can double check that if you want, but um, he's still married. Also, that, that's, you don't have to put no wives, no husbands there unless you're looking for something poly. Right. Or open. I'm just saying that for the benefit of people like, yo, if you are separated, if you are in the process of being divorced, you're still not divorced yet. I mean, just put a little effort into getting your paperwork done real quick, quicker. I think it's fair to, to say, like, I'm separated or I'm going through a divorce. That's not a put off, but the fact that I didn't know until I was there was a put off. Yeah. You know, when I met my ex fiance, he was still technically married, but they'd been separated for a really long time. I can live with that, but you have to be honest and forthright about it. This was like, he sort of just dropped it casually in the conversation, <laughs> like more than halfway through the meal. And so then I said, well, what happened there? And his wife left him because she wanted strange dick. And those are his words, not mine. Um, but not even that. They had a thruple. So oh, once so I heard that, once yeah. I heard, I knew he was a part of the kink thing. He said he liked to dom people sometimes. And I, I just laughed because like people always want to dom me. Like you're not going to dom me, dude. Like especially with your slight and your weird accent, whatever. Uh-uh. But um, 
I told him I wasn't into any of that stuff. It's not that I don't do some kink. I do, you know, but not like that. And the fact, like not going to kink parties and all the stuff he was talking about. I was like, none of that is my bag, dude. Like I just want like normal thing. And then he tells me that his wife and him had a girlfriend. So then I switch off of like dating mode and I switch on to podcast <laughs> interviewer. Let's make this fun. Like bartender, Lucy, where now I want to know everything. So I'm like, how did that come to be? Who suggested it? Who found her? Did you, you know, how did that work? Did she live with you? Like I wanted to know everything and it was really interesting. Wait, so the thruple, um, two girls, one guy, or two guys, one girl? Two girls, one guy. Ooh. I don't, I'd, um, I think I would like a thruple, but that seems a lot of work. <laughs> well, I think the women also please each other. Okay. Um, but so, I don't know. It was interesting. But so none of this is like, and it's not, I would have, maybe I would have a thruple. I've been interested in having a thruple in the past. Um, but the thing is that, you know, that's just not where I'm at in life right now. That's not really what I'm looking for. Even though I just had a fucking double header and I tell dick jokes and whatever, like, that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you could still have that fun or whatever, but if you're married, I don't know. Maybe that's my upbringing, whatever. But I was just not about it. And he was all about it. He even made a joke about how he eats like five meals a day. And I said, how many meals have you had today? Are we going to have another one later? And he was like, well, I was hoping to eat again later. And like, that was his like pussy eating joke. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. And he asked me like, <laughs> I wanted to feel his face because he was smooth shaven. I'm like, no, I don't care. So he asked me out again on the date and it was the first time I was like, mm, I don't really think we're a match. I said, I'm not about all the stuff you're about. And I didn't want to say like, I find you interesting, but I don't want to fuck you. But that's definitely what I was thinking. And he yeah. said like, you're, you're forthright. I, I said, let me sleep on it. I don't know. He's like, I'd love to take you to the opera and see with a pair of opera glasses and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you just want to see how I dress. Oh, and that's the other thing. So I, because of the lisping and the kink and whatever, I had questions. So partway through dinner, I asked him, I said, sorry, dude. I'm just going to call him dude. Um, I know that this could be considered a rude question. And I apologize if you're offended by it. I don't mean to offend you, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, have you ever dated men? And what he? How do you have was, no reaction to that, Donna? <laughs> no, what? I mean, like, wait, my? Are you asking me? I asked you asking, him that. Okay, it's like. No, uh, I was asking him. I was like, I, I, but I, I thought you would have been surprised that I asked. No, him that no, no, because, because like it's because of the thruple. Like, if you if you can agree to two girls, usually what the the women would ask is you should be okay with two guys too. Like, usually that's what I hear amongst my friends. Or like, oh, if, interesting. Yeah, it's like you know. I mean, that's kind of like the deal. And usually, I've been asked for a threesome. I don't think a so. few times, and I'm always forthright. Like you know, you know, I'm fine not having a threesome because I'm also not fine, or I I can't seem to wrap my head around sharing my woman with another guy. Right. So right, it's fair. If I can't bring another guy, the woman would, my, my lady won't be able to bring another girl. Luckily, most women prefer an extra female because that's, you know, they're more assured of having a better time than two men. Um, <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So, which is hilarious. Two men will still disappoint you, ladies. 
Exactly. Um, so what he said, you know, he actually wasn't super offended by it. And he was like, well, what do you mean by dating? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, I guess I have my answer. And I was like, well, with the kink parties and everything, he's like, I'll try anything twice. And I was like, uh-huh. So, you know, all that put together brought me back to the same thing that happened with the cable guy. It's like, I don't want to swim in this cesspool. I wasn't attracted to him to begin with. I couldn't get over his weird ass accent that just like, I don't know. It was like a made up accent. It was so fucking weird. And he was a nice guy. He was smart. I had appreciated our rapport beforehand, but in person, it was a big no for me. So I was trying to be nice and tell him, I'm not sure. Let me think about it. And then when I got home, he texted me again. And I said, you know, I find you fascinating, but I just wasn't attracted to you. And then he got all butthurt, just like the fucking cable guy. And was like, what, what went wrong? And what did I do? And blah, blah. And I was like, it's nothing you did. Like I told you, I just may hate. And that's how he asked it. So I warned him ahead of time. I said, I might hate you once I meet you. And then I'm going to be disappointed. And so he was like, so the question of the night is, do you hate me? He asked me that at dinner. And I was like, fuck. Um, Cause I didn't want to tell him that I kind of did. So, you know. I just, I waited till I got home and I said, I find you fascinating, but it's just not my thing. And I mean, I called you out on this. The the last time we talked about when you met the Scott, the Irish guy and the Peruvian, like uh, one would bear with a little bit more uh, mismatches. If you have a couple of things that are going for you, like if you're super hot or super charming, maybe some of the things that are not particularly aligned, you'll slide through a little bit easier. But the, I mean, there's so many small things that are already not aligned and it just keeps piling up and you don't have enough things to kind of make you look the other way. That's just yeah. the name of the game. I mean, that's why I can't. Whenever I date, I can't fucking dick around. I can't bring, if, if I d- bring somebody out, I'm not going to bring you to a fucking McDonald's. I need to like actually have a dinner, most likely a reservation uh, or a bar with seats that, you know, we can have good cocktails and a good conversation. Cause like, I ain't got no chances like pretty people do. Like, you know, I'm not the type of person that yeah. if I send one or two bad texts, they will never text back. I need I need like a hundred straight amazing Aww. texts before my dick gets into somewhere. <laughs> but once I get the dick in there, that's pretty much a lock, you know. So that's I've kind of like gotten, you know, I have that safety well, net. So also, I, yeah, just need to he get, lives in get Forest there. Hills. He lives in Forest Hills, and he was like trying to take me home with him. I'm not going to fucking Forest Hills, and you're <laughs> not coming to my house. So I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, um. It was a nice restaurant. We like shared a bunch of things, which is annoying, but it was fine. But he did another thing that the cardiologist did, which I don't fucking like. And if you're listening, don't fucking do this. He mistakenly, I ordered a glass of Sauvignon Blanc and he wasn't listening. So he thought I ordered Cabernet Sauvignon. So he said he would have one of those as well. And when the waitress brought out two white wines instead of a red and a white, he was disappointed. And I was like, yeah, I thought so because you said you specifically said you wanted a red wine and he immediately ordered what he wanted and left the white wine there so obviously like I was just gonna drink it later in the night right he didn't touch it he drank all of his red wine still didn't touch the other glass wasn't planning on drinking it later it was just a mistake but he didn't want to send it back right so I drained mine and there was this teeny tiny table we were sitting at outside and I was like okay well why don't I just like 
dump it into this one since we both know that's what's going to happen anyway. And then I'll just drink it too instead of ordering another glass. And then he's like, well, I want to try it after I dumped it in, picked up the glass and took a sip of it. And it's like it sat there for an hour. He didn't want to try it. He was pissed off that he fucked up, didn't Mm. listen and ordered it. And then he helped himself to a drink of my drink without asking me if it was acceptable to do. And the cardiologist did that too. Like the cardiologist and I on our first date, we each tried each other's drinks, which was fine. But then we sort of went back to our drinks like you do. You know what I mean? Like you might try someone's plate, but then you don't keep their plate. You don't just keep eating off of their plate. You take the one bite or whatever portion you give to one another, however you do it. And then that's it. It's like an unspoken rule. But the cardiologist decided he wanted another drink of mine and helped himself to it. And then this guy did that. And I was like, what is this fucking move? It feels like (laughs) some territorial bullshit. You're like pissing on my drink. Like it's my fucking drink. Uh, I don't like that move. Don't do that. Yeah. I know you wouldn't do that anyway, but. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's it's very important to be very, very clear. Well, I mean, I love sharing food, but I also, you know, for sharing food, there's also some connotation around it. Like for sh- sharing spit through food, hopefully we share spit through something else. So you that's know. why I don't like it. Like I didn't give you permission to swap spit with me. And you know how I am about that. I don't go sharing things with just anyone. So I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Just helping yourself to my drink. Now he could have drank it the whole time when it was his. Now I've basically like claimed it. Don't fucking touch it. So I didn't like that. The date was weird. I left and I was like, nope, 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 nope. Cannot do it. No. <laughs> um, big no. Um, but a few of the guys were out of town. The architect was out of town. Uh, same name was out of town. The other guy, I don't know what we're calling the other guy that's been my, like my Facebook friend of a friend, dude. Um, he was out of town. He was back. We had the date and then he went out of town again. So like everyone's been out of town. I was dating like six guys and I was bored with all of them. So I don't know what I'm doing now. I might take a break from it. I'm frustrated. That's good. good. I mean, you've, you've, you've done your research. We'll see when they come back into town. Yeah. And it's getting my $2,000 though. Hey, it's, uh, Hey, it's unfortunately September already. Do you believe it? Right. Pretty soon. It's going to be next week. I am going to be in Viva Las Vegas. I was supposed to be there in 2020 for the first time ever. They rescheduled it. Then they moved it again. It's happening next week. I'm in Vegas. When I come back, we've got Dromedary on the 18th. We've got Budding Beauties on the 23rd at Freddy's Bar. Um, Both of those, well, no, Freddy's is at eight. Um, So I am ready for September. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for it to cool down. So I don't have to be sweaty on these dates. And I don't have to date any more men in shorts. It's cuddle weather time. It's cuddle weather. It's going to. It's nearly cuffing season, and I still haven't found anyone. Hey. Like you asked me the other day, John L. asked me when we were out. He's like, which one of these are you the most interested in? And I was like, eh, I can wipe the board. I, I've spent the whole summer dating my ass off, and I really don't feel like there's been anything good that's come of it, really. And I'm frustrated. I have moments of intense loneliness, missing my ex, and just, you know this is fine it's not that i don't have fun i have lots of great friends i do lots of fun things but um, yeah i mean it's right around this corner you're doing your role you're doing what you can to provide people opportunity to impress you or people you're providing an opportunity for you to be taken but nobody is worthy and 
it just takes time. Like, you, I mean, most of us are, are, we have our own like battles to fight. Like at this point, like I have really very little to complain about, but the little that I do, it's frustrating. Right. You know, I mean, I'm you pretty much have a girlfriend. Yeah. And I also have like, not necessarily backups, but I also have um, opportunities to, you know, not to not back myself into a particular corner. So it has been good, but you know, like, like we started this parade of dicks with the three of us, with you, me and Allegra spread Allegra, the unexpected um, black horse now has had the longest running solid as fuck relationship of the three of us. (laughs) You have multiple options and I'm like dry as bone over here. It's completely like if people would have bet on this, this is not how any of us. hundred percent, hundred percent. But also you at the very least, let's, you know, let's a win is a win. You have been banged a few times. And that's more than what we could have said in the past. I can get banged any day. I can go out and just see some guy on the street. I saw a guy earlier with his dog. He looked at me. I knew he would bang me. (laughs) One day we should try that out. Like, hey, you bang. I don't want to try that out. (laughs) I know it. I don't need to do it. That's how I live my life. I'm like dodging those people just trying to get to work every day. (laughs) I want a genuine connection. I want the whole thing. I don't just want to bang. And plus, you know, those bangs are disappointing, man. Well, occasionally you'll you'll end up with uh, or your intimacy. You'll bump into somebody like me where they'll surprise you once you get in bed. But one day, one day, it'll come. Hopefully. All we can do is hope. (laughs) Good pun. Good pun, John Al. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this entertaining. We will be back soon with more misadventures of Dick. Bye.